Hello and welcome to The Schism. This podcast is all about critical thinking, dot connecting, the nature of reality, and trying to uncover the truth about the world we live in, society, who we are, and where we come from. Hello and welcome to The Schism. Today I'm joined by my co-host Adam. Hi everyone. And we've got a very special interview with journalist and filmmaker Richard Willett. Richard, cheers for joining us today. No worries, thank you for having me. It's nice to be asked to kind of come on and chat to people because I'm usually on the other end, so this is yeah, nice right. thank you. Pleasure's all ours. Well, first of all, I kind of wanted to, like just to get a bit of, bit of background on you and what I found kind of interesting, that, that you've worked in media production for like 20 years and you yeah. came from quite a mainstream background by the sounds of it, even working for the BBC mm. and stuff like that. I, I just wondered like, Along the journey, you know, how did you get from there to where you are now? Because it's it really two two sides of the coin. And, yeah, and, and was, how did that experience kind of like shape you and, and your your sure. outlooks on the world? Well, it was kind of strange because I had these outlooks on the world already, but they don't tell you when you go into kind of things like the BBC and the mainstream media that that's the world you're stepping into. So it's a kind of a shock. So I wasn't in the, like I was in the local BBC for a little while, for a year or so. It wasn't, I, I didn't spend a lot of time in there because you quickly realise that this is not what you thought it was. It's like the Wizard of Oz. You go in there and no one really knows what they're doing. Everyone is just kind of button pushing. And and and, and that's the nature of news, I suppose, is, is in and out. And none of them are checking what they're doing. None of them are questioning anything. And this was 10, 11 years ago. So even then it was quite obvious that this was just a system. It was just a machine where you went in, you had no creative control, no creative input, nothing. You, you were there to push buttons and, and they were lucky if they got people with any like talent and skill really. And talent didn't matter as long as you had the ability to just function. And I was like, this is just rubbish. This is just fucking rubbish. I don't want to do this. And I knew that you couldn't say what you wanted. It was all very much lovey-dovey to your face they knew as soon as you left the room they'd be talking about you it was it was quite vile really and and that's only on a local level so i could only imagine how bad it was yeah right like in london and in places and a lot of people i went to university with and did my degree went off to do these things in london and they were button pushers and there was no creative input so straight away i was like this is just awful this is i I'm gonna end up a, a uh, probably a drunk or a smackhead working here to be honest because this is just <laughs> I'll be so depressed I can't do this so I knew that that was it but then it was like what do you do because what do you do well like yeah. where do you work especially back then even 11 years ago things have changed a hell of a lot where do you go the only thing you could do was end up to doing your own little documentaries and starting your own business which I, I, I did and I ended up making documentaries for social services and charities and going around finding like charities that wanted promo videos done. And I survived on nothing basically for a long time, but all the time I was looking into this stuff and I knew a lot of this stuff anyway, but the alternative media then was weird even compared to what it is now. And there was no, there still is no, and they're only just starting to actually build a, a, an industry around it. And they tried with the people's voice. I don't know if you've heard of that a few years, about five, six years ago, but that was that was a, 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 I don't know, can I swear on here? Yes. Um, that was a bit of a bit of a clusterfuck, basically. And um, and I wasn't there, but bear in mind, I wasn't there. But I obviously I have first second hand account from Jamie and Gaz and David, who I, I speak to often, um, and Richie Allen and people like that who were there. And it was a nightmare. And it wasn't because of what there wasn't the talent. In it. it was because you tried to take on too much. Um, 
the information was there, but no one wanted to do, advertise with that information. You don't want to be like, look, now we all get chucked off everything. Even then, yeah. Yeah. advertisers wouldn't want their stuff put um, with those guys because they wouldn't want to be associated with the information that comes out with someone's talking about reptilian shape-shifting lizards. And then if someone's talking about, you know, like the paedophiles in parliament and someone's talking <laughs> about like Awaska and someone else is talking about, about ascending to a different like Gnostic level of understanding. So they wouldn't want to advertise with that. So the model, the business model was, was a fail straight away. Um, that's why that failed. It failed. And because of a lot of, how would you put it? A lot of infiltration from people that this, when you do this, you realize that there's a lot of people very quickly jump on the bandwagon. A lot of grifters in a sense of, they don't really bring much to the table, but they like to go up on stage and talk as if they know what they're talking about. Um, and they're there. Sometimes they're there because they just, they want to be seen and they're desperate to have some attention. Sometimes they're there to cause trouble. Um, so you end up keeping your people very, very small. And that's what you learn. But, but yeah, to answer your question, I wasn't in the BBC long. I tried the radio. I tried working in a recording studio. I knew I wanted to make stuff, music, films. I knew, but then I realized that you were never going to make stuff that you wanted to make. You were going to make a product. Yeah. Like, right, okay. Yeah. This is just rubbish. This is like no yeah. better than working in a, in a factory. It's just factory with. with yeah. It was always going to get diluted and kind of drift far enough away from the original concept that it becomes something entirely yeah even if you manage to get that off the floor yeah yeah i mean like for a classic example was a lady that now um i know she still does it she did do it for a few years ago lovely lady by the way really a friend of mine she um, ended up directing the news for my local station like directing the news for the whole of the the east of england and i know for a fact she has no media background and she had no idea about what goes in and what goes out and she was just very good at multitasking very, very nice person, but there was no, there's not journalism, is it? It's pushing buttons. And I, I really like the lady. Bear in mind, I just knew I couldn't do it and not cause myself, not say something. Yeah, right. I knew yeah. I couldn't be that person. So that's why I stepped away from that. And then I started to know, I knew all this stuff. Or I knew some of this stuff, I bear in mind. I've learned a lot since and I'm still learning. So then that's all going around your head, going, like, why am I here? These people are awful. Why am I working on this system? What am I serving? Yeah, how am I adding to the problem? And once you know this stuff, it's a little bit like the whole kind of biting from the apple of the apple from the tree in the Garden of Eden, the, the knowledge yeah. of good and evil. Once you know it, you can't go. Not that I believe that was the, the theme, by the way, but um, the understanding of that. Once you know it, Pandora's box, you can't... Can't close it. You can't close it. And you're like, you're a different person then. And you become a troublemaker if you don't get out of those systems. So that, that's kind of like the long-winded version of if I can answer so, that. So so after that, you went into working in the self-development industry. Is that... Oh, yeah, right? that was... Oh. <laughs> yeah, we want to know about this. Yeah, because it's I, awful. <laughs> I kind of wanted to know about how that led to you coming up with this, like, New Age agenda. Like, yeah, well, that, that's quite new, the New Age agenda stuff, and I'll get to that in a bit, but what, but it, it, it goes back to it. I... I was um, just looking for video content work and some people that I knew were working in sales and you you ended up getting dragged along to these things. They're called the best you and they are, the guy who runs it is a nice guy, but they're basically pyramid schemes and, and there's a bunch of kids getting up on stage telling you how you can run, change your life in seven days and all of that nonsense. And um, it was terrible. It was like used car salesman's on acid and I I made films and promo videos within that industry. But that, that was the, the, 
the kind of small side, but there were some really malevolent people in there conning people. And it was quite, quite dark and quite evil and quite awful when you really looked under. It's very, very emotionally crippled people working in that industry. And um, not all, I'm not saying all of them, but there is a lot of emotionally crippled people. And it was very cult-like. It's like loads of mini cults without even knowing it themselves. That's what they were doing. They had people following them around. You had kids there who about 21, 22 year olds walking around and you had three or four people following them with cameras as if they were some sort of mini guru. And it was like, this yeah, is mad. Hate, I, I couldn't stand it. And it was kind of, and that, there was another thing that went on where they were trying to sell these, these things where they were trying to sell schemes where they, they made you feel like you were going to get like <sighs> secrets and initiated and powers. Someone was trying to convince me that I could melt clouds in my mind. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, I wouldn't It'd want be to. Cool. Learn, I want to absolutely, po- but... absolutely pointless if you've got you really like kind of don't like the sun, and absolutely pointless if you kind of it well just pointless really. But <laughs> no, it was quite funny. Chemtrails, either. <laughs> yeah. Apparently not. Not chemtrails, no. just clouds. So you've got to be yeah. careful. You've got to look around the chemtrails, duck under them, and find the clouds. To me, that so, sounds like Scientology, or like it kind of reminds me of like. Have you seen um, Wild Wild Country? On I haven't no Netflix or like there's another documentary about Bikram Bikram yoga and the guy okay. that invented it was a complete pervert and he <laughs> they, basically they using these kind of yoga classes as a, as a way to like bait in his next victims and yep there's so many cases where these people that are kind of like messiahs and they're the the kind of saviors mm. and then it, it turns out they're actually like a complete pervert or complete wrong <laughs> and they're either scamming people or they're like molesting them or something pretty much yeah that pretty much is it, is it yeah but if they put that on the fly you wouldn't go would you well you might do <laughs> <laughs> but it like like is yeah no you're totally right i mean we had this with john of god oprah pushing john of yep. god john of god tells out his baby farms and you're like quite clearly he was a cult leader you had obviously you have all like waco and those ones but this was happening on a minor level on these at these kind of events these people were setting up minor like small versions of this and yeah there was probably a lot of that going on a lot of very weird dark <laughs> stuff a lot of people a lot of predators there not just sex yeah, sexual right. predators probably were them but a lot of predators for people, vulnerable people going into these events, exactly. going along, I'm lost, I don't know what's going on. And I think we've all probably been there looking to look into this sort of work as well, into the conspiracy world. You're all a, we're all a bit lost and looking around for answers. But these people prey on those sort of people. And some of them are doing it because they've brainwashed themselves. Some of them are doing it because they're lost themselves. Some yeah, of them right. are doing it because they're predators and they, they see an opportunity to take advantage of people. And I saw that more times than I didn't see that a lot. Yeah. At, and I was, this is vile. So I was in that for a couple of years. It's like, I can't carry on doing this. And I was kind of trying to set up a thing for self, safe self-development, which was kind of like trying to keep people, warn people of these people, basically. Right. Didn't, didn't go very well. There's not a lot. Of, but um, I made some video content for it. And, we, and um, it was good for a, a bit of work for a couple of years. There were some good people in it, genuine people who were really trying to help people. But there was a lot of scammers. But once you do this sort of work and you understand the psychology of someone like um, some of borderline personality disorder or, or cluster B personality disorders, you understand these people. So once you understand something like a cluster B personality disorder, you understand how these scammers, and I'm not just talking about self-development, but I'm talking about the higher levels of these black nobility bloodlines, these, how they operate. They have the same mind. They have the same ways of going about, and it's so easy to see and 
I'm sure you guys can spot it a mile off. It's quite obvious once you start to look at it. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's Scientology or whether it's like the the type of New Age agenda cults, or like you said, these these higher elite blackmail operations that really run from. I mean, what 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 was Jeffrey Epstein doing? That that, yeah, that really at the heart of that was a blackmail operation. Yeah, it was compromise. Yeah. So, do you think that there's a danger with this great awakening and these kind of love and light? type people because mm. i've heard a lot of people talking about ideas like soon we will enter 5d consciousness yeah and you won't yeah. have to worry about anything it's all taken care of and it kind of reminds me like q and q anon as well where it's ultimately telling people like don't worry it's all taken care of trump is going to save all your problems the white hats they've got it under control you just sit back and relax and just mm. watch watch the show. It's, it's kind of encouraging people to just sit back and do nothing, mm. which is really the same as what the mainstream telling Yeah. So yeah, what was a different version? Do you feel like, like I heard you mention in one of your podcasts that you think that maybe this kind of totalitarian takeover is almost meant to fall, and something along the lines of the Great Awakening might take its place, but actually that's just a prison in the same way. Could you like elaborate? Yeah, I think that's, I mean, it's something to be aware of. I think what they do is like in politics, they offer you both sides. So they're going to offer you and look at the brave new world and 1984. They're two, they go along. I mean, the, the authors knew each other, yeah. which is even more shocking. Um, but so 1984 is the jackboot on the face. Brave new world is the, the pillow over your face when you're sleeping. Both of them, are after you they're both going to control you one of them's a softer it's like the good cop bad cop and i believe that this bad cop is probably going to fall but the good cop that comes along to say that the messiah kind of thing they're going to come along i think that's going to be equally as bad but it's a soft pill and that's that's what i believe so on the other other side of this totalitarianism we've just got to be careful and it's something to keep in mind of who comes off, comes and offers the solution. David talks about it a lot. It's called the Hegelian dialect, but he calls it problem, reaction, solution. So they'll put the problem in front of you, get the reaction they want, everybody or the world's falling down, and offer the solution. The solution will be more control over you than what they um, what they initially, well, what they wanted. But you'll hand it over willingly because you've gone from, what about people coming along, oh, I'll get my, my experimental gene theory because I just want my life back. What are you talking about? They took your life away and you want it back. You're giving them something that they don't deserve to get something back that they shouldn't have ever taken away. How insane is that? And it's the same sort of thing. So I think off the bat, this new love and light thing, and it, that has a lot of twisted versions of Gnosticism in it. And I'm only just starting to learn about this stuff. But Gnosticism obviously was a was a sect of Christ, early Christianity, and they, they had a more kind of a view of the world that I don't agree with. Although I have to say the worldview that, they, that they're, we're told they've got was actually the worldview we've been told that by their enemies of the Catholic church. So it might not have been the way they all, they all thought, but if you look at the film, the matrix, that's Gnosticism. That's we live in a fake reality and we need to escape this reality. And this world is just corrupt and horrible, which isn't a great way to live either, but it's just like, that's an extreme end of, we live in this world where a horrible God like Yahweh, who would, would want you to go live in the eternal hell because you looked at the girl across the road and thought she was a bit nice and a bit tasty. That's mad as well. So they're offering you these these two, both of them don't work for me. I'm like, they both sound like like mad. And um, so what 
the, this new love and light thing that's very much a play on Gnosticism. It's very much kind of ascending out of this world, becoming something other than you are. But no one ever turns around and says to you, actually, you're all right. Humans are all right. You don't need to improve. You might want to change a few bits about yourself. That's up to you. But you don't need to be a bloody extended master. You don't need to be this what self-development was. What do you mean? What am I developing into? I'm, I feel all right. And the person who's telling me to develop is an actual nut job. So you know what I mean? So no one ever tells you you're all right, do they? They always tell you something's wrong with you. Yeah, effectively, you're not good enough. You either need deficient, deficient. Yeah, Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 So it's like you're. So you're saying it's all. It's it's kind of giving you two options: transcend or evolve using technology. Yeah. And kind of like the the great reset side of things, the transhumanism part. Yeah. Or the great awakening, which in a sense could also be telling you that you're not good enough and you need to transcend and you need to become something, you know, more than. And it's, it's an impossible thing to answer. So with the transhumanism, that's mad. And they've taken Gnosticism into a, like the rapture where they all go up into the cloud. Without, I, was, I can't remember how many of them, um, 44,000 or something. I always get the numbers wrong. And they transcend into the cloud and they go down, God comes down, clears it all up, gets rid of all of us nasty ones and puts them back down again. The trans, the, the, the whole upload to the cloud of Musk and all of these guys and Bezos, that's the rapture into the cloud, your soul up into the cloud. That's their version of it. These are all go back to these same mythologies, which go way back before the Bible, all back into Mesopotamia. And then the other one is this love and light. You can transcend through meditation and all this. And it, then no one looks at each other. So this is what happens is that that you go go and do it in a church and everybody's going, yeah, I believe in Jesus and I believe in God and that and I'm praying and I'm good. And everybody's looking at each other going, I really don't believe in any of this shit either. And then no one will say it. And that's what the, the whole thing about the emperor's new clothes was. The boy turned up and he stood up and went, emperor's got his knob out. He didn't say yeah, that right. in my words. I've just <laughs> updated that for this today. And um, But he's the only one who said it because he's the only one who's got the brave enough to tell the truth. And this is the thing with these things, this sort of, that's just mad. Say it's mad, but people won't because they don't want to be the one to say it's mad. Yeah. And they're the troublemakers of the world. We're the ones that come along and say, that's just mental. That's mental and that's mental. And, um, but no one ever says you're all right and you're as good as you are. And yeah, you might want to prove a few things, but that's down to you on an individual basis. They might want to, do you know what I mean? No one ever says you're okay. Yeah. And everybody, all, all these people ever want is someone to turn around and say to them, are you all right? It's a hug. You're doing all right. That's actually what they want. But we disappear into all these bloody different places to find one simple thing is two people going, you doing all right? You're all right. You didn't mean to try better next time. Get a hug. Do you want to go for a beer? It's very, very simple. And I think, I don't know if Jesus was a real person or not, but I think hidden underneath all of those things, the teachings were actually very, very simple. Do unto others as you do unto you. Treat your neighbor as you want to be treated. Everything else got bunged on top, in my opinion. And they were very, very simple truths. It's just treat people how you'd want to be treated. Yeah. All of this other stuff. So this ascending into what are you ascending to? And who is going to tell you you're going along to a, se- a seminar to some guy who's on stage or woman who's telling you that you need to ascend to this. And then they go out the back and have a poo like you have a poo. They needed it. Do you know what I mean? They're just people. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Well, you put them up there. Everybody wants to be a mini God. And I think that's very, very attractive to all of us is to be a mini God. And, and a lot, even people in, 
in the self-development world, even in the conspiracy world, you build an audience, we all do it online, we all try and create our little godlike systems. But you can do it to a level, but then it gets really out of hand. So what do you think of things like QAnon and people thinking Trump is the saviour? It's the same thing. This idea of the white hats and the black hats. That's that's an old thing. That that they mean even carbon copy goes back to I think it's Russian. The trust the plan is an old Russian, I think it's Russian psyop. If you put it into I, I always forget what this is, but it was an actual they used that word, trust the plan. Again. So this it's, is an old thing. It's, like it's, a repeated. it's, it's just, just a rebrand. rebrand and update. Yeah. I mean, Trump, although I don't think he's half as bad as, as Biden, Biden doesn't know where he is, but <laughs> I think um, that... My butt's been wiped. <laughs> my butt's been wiped. I don't know if he said that. Someone actually commented, commented on that and said he didn't say that. I was like, I know he didn't, but it's a funny podcast. It's not like I'm, I'm not doing in-depth well, analysis of every... I, I think he just made a weird noise or someone voiced it over. <laughs> That's just <surprised. laughs> It's just funny. Be the person who bothered to voice that over is even worse. It's like, do you know what I mean? You spent your day voicing... This will be a laugh. <laughs> It's it's mad. So yeah, Trump is is a Jesuit. Biden's a Jesuit. They're both related to black. Uh, like they're both part w- within the system of the black nobility families. They're both two sides of the same coin. They're fighting against. It. I do genuinely think there's struggles within it. If you look at the whole fable of Cain and Abel, that rhymes. And um, if you look at that, they've two brothers that fought against each other. This whole two brothers, half brothers that fight against each other. They're all related. There's 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 evidence that um, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump are distant relatives through a a like a I think it's like an aunt. And um, but they're both Jesuit trained. Bill Gates' wife is a Jesuit. She's with just a ball boys Jesuit school. Um, and she would train for two, call them lessons uh, there. So she, they're all she, uh, within ex, the same ex, system. Ex-wife now? Ex-wife now. Oh, yeah, apparently. Oh, that's just an economic thing. They want to kind of spread the costs of buying land, basically. That's just to get him kind of humanising, that was. It was just ridiculous. It was to humanise Bill Gates. He's oh, had a divorce. Oh. He's had a divorce. I mean, yeah. So it was just to humanise him and prob- possibly a lot to do with um, the money situation as well. But Trump... If you look into him, and I've had these conversations only a few days ago, I pointed out that that Wilbur Ross bailed out Donald Trump in the early 90s, completely bailed him out. Wilbur Ross was the head of the Rothschilds Bank of Bankruptcy, so the head of bankruptcy for the Rothschild Banks for decades. Wilbur Ross was even taken into his administration. Wilbur Ross is basically handling um, Donald Trump. He's connected to Christian Zionism, and he's always moved, moved the U.S. Embassy into Jerusalem. So this is where you get back into this Mesopotamian kind of law of trying to take over the Middle East, and they think the, the gods are coming back and the prophecies and all this stuff. They're all fighting amongst each other, but they don't care about us. It's as simple as that. Of course he doesn't. He was born into money. Yeah. He can lose a million and not give a shit. I, I lost 150 quid today. Story blocks updated. I was gutted and I was meant to cancel it. It's not the same world we live in, no, is it? No, no, the thing is with Trump as well, he's still pushing the vaccine. Of course he is. You know, like, yeah, and he's not weren't... as COVID crazy as Biden was, but he was no. still encouraging people, hey, go and get the jab. So he's still yeah. pushing the same agenda. He's he not so vastly different, is he? He's, uh, like He is different in the sense that he's got no filter, and I think people have mistaken that for like, he's a truth teller just because he's so like brash. But he's really, if, if you boil it down, he's pushing the same agenda. Absolutely. Yeah. And he could be a truth teller, but if he's going to do nothing about it, what's the point? 
You can tell like me all the truth in the world. I feel like it's yeah. just a waiting game, just to get get everyone to just oh no, just a bit longer, just a bit longer, and then in in the meantime, we're not all getting because it's people that are going to bring this tyranny to an end. Massive disobedience. That's the only way. They, yeah. they just want to no 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 choose this person as your savior or that person as your savior, mm-hmm. and you just sit tight and don't you do anything, even though it's it's us that's going to bring it to to an end that's that that's my whole feeling on it no it, it's spot on i mean and there's no other way i don't think look at it. he's kicking the can down the road that's basically what he's doing and yeah, he'll probably right. come back in after after the biden administration or i think he, he won't might, survive yeah. that long i think he'll come back in and then there'll be the little savior thing and then there'll be another four years to kick the can down the road um but yeah you're right it's, it's gavi i mean he, he took the money from the shoe i remember i was in the hospital at the time and um, we were having our little little boy last year and um i remember looking on my phone and it was like Donald Trump and everyone was celebrating. He's defunded the World Health Organization. Bill Gates won't get his money and da da da. And I was like, "Where's it gone?" Checked. Went. It's got Gavi in it. So he rerouted it. So basically, he changed the name on the check and he took the money from the World Health Organization and gave it to Gavi. Gavi is run by Bill Gates and the Bill <laughs> Linda Gates Foundation. The Hue is now run by Bill Gates and the <laughs> and no one. And I'm pointing this out to these QAnon people, and they're going. Oh no, but yeah, I, I don't. I, yeah, I still believe in it, and they're like they won't answer you. And I'm like, but that is a clear, even that, and the fact that he's he's bailed out by Wilbur Ross and the Rothschilds for years. I mean, there's, that's that's just the tip of the iceberg with this guy. He's a mobster. He, he, he's a gangster. That's what he is. He's born up, brought up a gangster. He's a mobster. His uncle found Tesla's papers and stole Tesla's papers when Tesla died destitute in a hotel. His uncle found them. I mean, you don't just these things don't just randomly happen. He found them. So, <laughs> he found them. They, they probably offed him and stole his pay, stole his last um, I mean, realms of technology. Like, it's just like when you, because we've done a recent episode where we've uh, not released yet, just a recorded episode hmm. where we've um, looked into Bill Gates and his family tree. Hmm. And you suddenly realise like his dad was the head of Planned Parenthood. His grandfather yep. was a eugenicist. You know, this isn't you know, a normal normal family background, is yeah, it? Yeah, we were trying we were trying to make the co- connection to Frederick Gates, who was the doctor who administered the World War One vaccination okay. program. We were trying to find the connection because someone with Spanish flu, because there was a, a, right. a Frederick L. Gates. L. Gates. The, okay, the guy that's new that, to me. But basically, he like wrote up the papers saying, "Oh no, it's nothing to do with the effects from the vaccines." It's actually right. Spanish flu. And he was basically linked to the whole cover up of that. But his name's Gates. Yeah, that's it. It's like we you couldn't really find out whether he was or whether he wasn't related to Bill. But the fact that he was <laughs> part of covering up the Spanish flu agenda yeah. and his name is Gates was like, well, actually, what are the chances? It was good to see that there was one doctor. Of, of the Gates family. He was actually a doctor. I'm, I'm oh, he was actually a doctor. He was actually qualified, yeah. After that, he just thought, this is, you don't need this, mate. Yeah, tell your grandson he don't need this. Don't bother. Just say stuff on telly. Then the, that, uh, That's new to me, but I will have a look into that. Well, I mean, yeah, Bill Gates is is obviously quite a way down the, the pecking order of all these things, but he's he's brought up in a, in a eugenic cult. His dad was head of Planned Parenthood. So what do you need to know more than that, really, other than the guy that's trying to get you to take an experimental gene therapy was brought up in the eugenics cult? I mean, you'd have to be mad to even go near it. But apparently people are mad and they're going near it. And then, then Microsoft was seed funded into existence as a favour for Bill Gates' mum. And the money came from... 
IBM, was it IBM? IBM um, funded the Nazi, the, the ticket machines for the Nazi war camps. So that was a, yeah, yeah, but there you go. So there's another eugenics thing going on there. Um, he openly talks about there being too many people on the planet. Yeah. yeah. Whilst going, well, we need to. Well, it was flaily arms. We need to um, help people because there's not enough. There's not enough for them to go around in these places, poor places. So there's too many people, and it's spreading it too thin. Well, how about you give them more then, mm. and stop trying to? You know what I mean? And who told you you could play God? It's yeah, just mad. Right. I mean, yeah. what sort of psychopath do you have to be to think that that's okay? But these people are brought up like that, so they're told they're part of this bloodline. So they told her this part of this bloodline that goes back to Mesopotamia and goes back to things like the Anunnaki, different names to all of these things. But even Cain someone like Gates, even someone like Gates would have been either told he is or told that he's a subjugate and they've kind of allowed him in, um, allowed his mum and dad in, probably his uncle, if, if when we look into that. But they've been allowed in. So they're serving their masters and they're able to learn and they're given the right to play God. All of them want to usurp God. This comes back to the same thing. And I'm not a religious person. I'm not religious, but I do believe there's a creator because when I walk out my door, do I go, can I have made this very much doubt it? Like barely got up well this morning. So someone created this. I don't have a specific understanding who it is and I don't, don't need to and people are entitled to believe what they want none of my business but someone created this other than myself although i believe we're all connected to that person that's how we're able to create stuff i believe we have the divine spark of creation that these people don't have that's why they twist and manipulate things i believe that these things are true but they all want to usurp god they all want to be gods it comes back to the self-development thing again it comes back to the ascending to 5g it comes back to a lot of these 5g theme, 5, 5g sorry 5d <laughs> through 5g up to 5d um but they all want to usurp god they all want to be god they all want to be better and bigger than god or play god all of them do every single one of them feel that they have the right to play god and this is this is a weird thing that they've been doing for for thousands of years they they want to be gods among men and um that's in all their symbology um it's all in but especially this new age order is all about ascending to be god when they talk about being one it's twisted because what they want you to do through transhumanism is not just be one and all of us connected and you can be one and individual at the same time. That's the, the dualism that goes back again to everything's about dualism. You look on the Freemasonic floor and it's dualism, black and white. There's dualism. There needs to be two of everything. For something to exist in the middle, there needs to be two. There has to be. So that's the, the obviously it's the Trinity as well. So you've got the Trinity, the left, right, the Son, and the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Some people call it, but the Trinity is, um, and along the bottom is spirituality, and then you find balance along the bottom here between the polarities. So it's all it's all about duality. But they want to transcend everybody into the one, everybody to be the same though. It's not about being together. It's about being one of one mind. Because how easy is it to cut? You can't. You cannot easily control nearly 8 billion minds, but you control one mind mm. or 8 billion people thinking the same thing, who think the same way. And that's what this new age agenda is about to me. It's about getting everybody to think the same. And that's what this B system would be about. And then we look into tech. There's people trying to do it through technology. People are trying to do it through this new age order. And then um, <laughs> and they're fighting each other. And you've got these two kind of agendas, but none of them give a shit about what we're doing. We're also along for the ride. So I think you just need to watch with this new age agenda. They're offering you a, yeah, a softer right. version of something of this fascist techn technocracy, which is in China and very much obviously already there. 
But I do think if that falls, they have another option. And we just yeah, have right. to kind of keep an eye on this other option because it's it's the, it's the same. It's just a different so, flavour. So obviously, like you've just mentioned, they, they, they've incubated this totalitarian dystopia in China already. Mm-hmm. They have yeah. the social credit score system mm-hmm. with the basic income wage, the facial recognition system. Even before COVID, they already oh, all ahead. wore the masks well and yeah. they already... Yeah had uh, restrictions on the borders and kind of everything that we've inherited post-COVID, they they already had. So I see the pandemic really is just like a vehicle to just bring that regime in. It's, it's just like, right, we're ready for the global rollout. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, and it's just being used as, as a vehicle for that and call it communism or fascism or just tyranny. It's more like a technocratic kind of prison. But where do you think... Where do you think like the vaccine fits into that? Like, where does that fit in with the cyber grid empire and this Chinese technocratic system of control? Like, because obviously, like the the V has technology. Mm-hmm. In there. How do you think the technology in that is linked to the greater kind of te- technological control system? Like, is it going to be interacting with that? Or five G, or I absolutely think it's, it's like graphene. Like yeah. the graphene thing is a hard one because a lot of people say the graphene isn't in them, but it's 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 part of the process. The squalene is something to look into, which is from squalene. Sharks. Have a look into squalene because that's it. I think it's called squalene. Sounds like it's from Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, or Rick and Mortis. It, um, yeah, <laughs> they. Uh, but squalene is something to look into because that that does really lower your immune system, and that's is in some of these. Um, I think the technology-wise, yeah, absolutely. These are self-assembling, self-assembling nanotechnologies. So the more you get in you, the more it can assemble at will. So say you get a signal from somewhere else, it will tell it to when assemble. So if you're on your thirty-sixth booster jab. You've got all this technology in you that hasn't connected yet. It's not ready. It will go when it's told to go. So then that's when the 5G rolls out. Yeah, that's awesome. when the 5G rolls out and the, the technology will self-assemble in the body. And then you will have a structure within you that will connect. And, and basically, then you will be connected to the grid. This is the beast system. This is exactly what it is. And um, that might not happen for 20, 30 years. That might take a long time for these things to actually switch on but when the 5g comes in yeah absolutely i think this has next nanotechnology in it there's, there's no they're not even denying this is nanotechnology this has the ability to self-assemble a real case example look up bill gates um patent it's zero six zero six zero six of all things and it's basically have a look at it because it shows you how he wants to connect your biometrics to through technology your biometric systems your rat on a wheel basically to the um to the cloud and it, he's taken that patent out already that's not even hard to find again people won't want to look into this stuff zero six zero six zero six have a look at it and it's six 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 mark of the beast and then and so these people are connecting you gradually turning you into transhumanism turning you into something that you were not born as and also that's going to turn children in the future to these things because this technology is in the p- parent then um so yeah, absolutely. That's going to connect you to the, that. That's I don't see anyone can even deny that that's going to. That's okay. this is what that's about. It's partly about that. I think it's also partly about eugenics. I think it's partly about eugenics and it's partly about control. Imagine different factions of these people believing the most absurd religions in their own head. 
they'll go, okay, how can we do something? What are you going to get out of this? What are we going to get out of this? Some of them want eugenics to cull the population, Georgia Guidestones. Some of them will want people to be connected to the grid. That would be the nanotechnology. Some people want to be basically change who it is to be, be human. Do you think this is why there's so many different shots? Yeah, I think they're all the same thing. There's one of them that, that, that isn't mRNA, but yeah. I think you'd have to be mad to even go anywhere near. It's just knowing someone like Bill Gates is funding 90% of these things mm-hmm. and all of them, really. The Rockefellers basically funded modern day medicine. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's mad it's to get into these drug. families. Yeah, scalp and drug medicine. And that's why they, they go against everything that's, that's even slightly kind of um, out Homeopathic is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, they don't like any of it, but it works. It's worked for thousands of years before this stuff came along. How do you think people survived then? Actually, when you go back to, to thousands, people lived longer, then they start living shorter and a lot shorter and then better again. And it's But that was sanitation. They, they talk about how people survived some of this stuff through um, vaccines. Actually, a lot of it was to do with sanitation and not to do with vaccines at all. But yeah, I, I do genuinely, the vaccine is, is several different things. Yeah, and so it, obviously, and it's control. Yeah, it, so it's it's, uh, it, it's a form of control because firstly, people could become dependent on them. You're kind of offering like, well, if you want your freedoms back, you have to keep getting the jabs. Yeah, then so that's top level go, control. Yeah, yeah. Then you've got depopulation. I mean, it is already killing a lot of people, but I don't yeah. think that's the main point of it because why would they go to the efforts of putting all this mRNA technology? in these yeah. jabs if they if that wasn't a major part of it so it's 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 obviously to kind of change us from biological humans to say synthetic biological humans like change our yeah. state and then to possibly connect us to some kind of control grid in the future but do you think Absolutely. yeah that could literally be something that's like turned on i think so i think it's going to be what they're going to build i think it's going to be solomon's temple on temple mount in the middle east the new Solomon's Temple, I think that's exactly what it is. If you watch Westworld, they're telling you in Westworld that the new Solomon's Temple, and they call that temple, sorry, the grid that's in Westworld, the, the same name of the son of Solomon. I think it's the son of Solomon. So the name of their grid in it is actually the son of Solomon, if you look up the name. They'll put it in the Middle East, it'll go on the Temple Mount, and it'll be Solomon's Temple, and that's where I believe the 5G grid will be put out from. That'll be the beast system. That'll be their complete system. They've got other things tell- going on, like at CERN. With, which is where they're mess- sticking them out with the god, the god particle, which I think will be Mount Hermon, and they'll have like a, they're trying to open up vortexes. This sounds so bizarre, guys, but these I'm not saying I believe people can do these things. I'm saying these people believe they can do these yeah. things, and yeah. that's where people forget that because we look into these things doesn't mean that we believe that they can happen. We believe that these people are very rich, very powerful, and they will do a lot of damage trying to make these things happen. So on um, Mount Hermon, um, they've got the UN have been there for for years. Basically, that's where, or Hermes, is it Hermes or Hermes? I can never remember. Um, and that's apparently where the, uh, the Nephilim came down um, originally onto that mountain. That's where they, there's meant to be like a, some technology still there for a vortex, for, for, a, um, for a, yeah, a vortex between this and another reality. The same in the Caucasus Mountains. There's, there's monuments there that clearly look like gateways. Uh, this has been going on for thousands of years, guys. And these people who are the bloodlines now, want to reactivate all this stuff. They believe that they can do this stuff. Um, I think it's the sword and the stone is a very similar story. If you look into the background of that, that pulling the stone out, putting it in, is a key. It's an activation for the ley lines. A lot of this stuff just goes back to the same understanding. These people are a cult. They're a global cult with different factions fighting in between each other. 
with them. But it's a global cult of people who believe themselves to be God and they want to get back to the age of, and they call it the um, the golden age, mm. the golden age. They want to get back to that age of just look at look at the stories of the Anunnaki or or how they create human. It was a humans were generated or created by um, this off world race, whatever you want to call them. And but some of them were half. Then some of them bred with the daughters of men, and then you've got this half breed, which is the Cain bloodline, which a lot of these bloodlines believe they're the Cain bloodline, and we're we're the Adam and Eve Seth bloodline. Seth was the brother they had after Cain killed Abel. They had another son called Seth. So these two bloodlines, a lot of people believe there's we literally are two bloodlines here. And they're a very small bloodline called the, the Cain. And this is where the reptilian stuff comes in. In um, and that's an added layer, a Gnostic layer on top, which I don't personally abide, believe, but that has the archons who can control these people. And it's about possession, really. But you look at these people, this bloodline want to get back to that age. So when they're hybridizing you and me with technology, what they're doing is creating another hybrid human. They're not upgrading you. They're they're changing you. They're downgrading you, if anything, um, to subhuman. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah, you're less than human because you're not human. If we were created by a god or, or whatever, we were created perfectly. So why we spend all our life trying to be something that we're not? And it's always about self-improvement, self-development, getting better, being better. And you're like, hang, you end up knackered by the time you're 80 going, I'm exhausted trying to get better. And I didn't enjoy any of that. Yeah. And I don't understand why people are so obsessed about, I do understand like stopping drinking so much, stop smoking, get yourself healthy. But that's a personal issue. But they get all this material gains. And we know that they, they want you to, um, be an entrepreneur and get this money, start this business up, but nothing really. And then you see this in Hollywood. They go there, they become famous stars and they're soulless and they help, they kill themselves through drug and drink mm. because there's no, it's an empty well. Yeah. It's an empty well. And that even Hollywood is a, is a, an occult ritual from Rome about around a lake called Diana's Lake where they used to get, Diana's Mirror, sorry, where they used to get very wealthy aristocrats to, 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 come into this mirror to promise them to they'd promise them immortality which means make you a star the only thing that's on immortal to them was stars they didn't die although they do but in their theology they don't so they would make you a star so this whole hollywood was thing and if you this place in rome they would come in and then they would promise them to be the star but what they actually would do was rape and pillage them and steal all of their goods and um, kill them <laughs> but so- this is the same thing and the place in, in hollywood is called hollywood it's yeah. still there now and they've just, and it looks exactly the same as the Hollywood Hills. And they've just replicated that whole scenario in Hollywood. You go there, they promise you to be a star, star movie, on the Walk of Fame. Star. Movie star, star on the Walk of Fame. It's always going to be there on the Walk of Fame. And they destroy you and you sell your soul and you become a star until you don't do as you're told. And then they wreck your life. And Hollywood is, is completely controlled by these occult um, pedophiles. And we know that. And that's not even hard to find out. People like Dave Geffen and, and the people like him, I mean, he's horrific. He's a CIA asset. He went after people like Michael Jackson when they turned their back on him. And they'll t- if you turn your back on them, they'll, they'll go for you. It, Harvey Weinstein's in there. Paul McCartney's in there. Oprah's in there with him. There's a whole thing called the Purple Mafia in Hollywood. And they're all connected. Like the mega group. Steven Spielberg's in the mega group. And then Donald Trump's in the mega group. If you look at these people are all connected, it doesn't mean they all get on and they all, they're all the same and doing the same things. It means that there is a system here that's been around for thousands of years that me and you don't get near unless we want to sell our soul, really, and, and you've got to live with that eventually. There was this whole period with Michael Jackson 
where he was having to wear masks. I'm not yeah, sure I remember this. Yeah. But I sort of wondered in the light of what's happening now and also my, my, my kind of outlook on Michael Jackson has, has changed over the years. Mm. And I got like, do you think that he was set up? Do you think that actually he was trying to get the word out within his yeah. music, within his art, and he absolutely. was and he was taken out? Yeah, absolutely. He was, I mean, I'm surprised he survived that long. He was, you've got to remember Michael Jackson. People forget that Michael Jackson was a nine-year-old boy, famous child. They, because he looks so different towards the end, they don't put a nine-year-old Michael Jackson, the Jacksons, with the Jackson, Michael Jackson, who was 50 when he died. It's the same man. He was abused as a child. I think most people wouldn't understand that. He was also brought up in the, in the Watchtower, the uh, Jehovah's Witness Church. Very devout for Jehovah's Witnesses, Mum. Yeah, I know that. So I think, I, I believe the Jacksons were purposely picked. They were, they were singing in the Jehovah's Witnesses Church, by the way. That's how they were found. I think they were purposely picked to, to push this kind of love and light hippie thing in the 70s. They were like the black version of the Osmonds. That's basically what they were. He turned out he was an incredibly talented human being. And I don't think they, they, they captured that. And then it got to the thriller time and he ended up with people like Quincy Jones, who's a notorious gangster, Quincy Jones. And they got hold of him. He was even in The Wiz, which is a, which is a black or black cast version of Wizard of Oz, which is a, uh, a Gnostic tale. And then his career skyrocketed. People don't realise the first person that comes and saw him after Motown 25 was Savvy Davis Jr. Savvy Davis Jr. was an occultist. Everybody knows that he was in there with yeah. Alistair Crowley and all that, mm. all that lot, or Anton LaVey and all that lot, because they were surrounding him for his career. So it got to the end of the 90s. He was in with Dave Geffen and um, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. I don't believe Steven Spielberg and George Lucas is their name, real names. Absolutely don't. Steve Spielberg means big lie. Spiel means lie. Berg means mountain. Big lie. I don't actually believe that's his real name. And he went to a Jesuit boys school, uh, scouts. He's a Jesuit. George Lucas, George Lucas. What does that mean? Lucifer, light. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Look at look at the, the Star Wars films. They're just exactly they're about this same thing. I don't believe they're real people. In a sense, I believe they're real people, but I believe they're playing characters. Mm. They're not who they actually started off to be. And I think people need to open their mind to understand that Hollywood is not just a place where you make films. It is a film. It's a place that's made around a film. These are characters. A lot of the people in there. And I do believe that they're not actually their real names. I could be wrong, but it, to me, there's just something there. But George Lucas, um, Steven Spielberg and Dave Geffen surrounded Michael Jackson in the late 80s. He didn't want to do what they did. And Paul McCartney, if you remember towards the late 80s, they actually, Paul McCartney was the guy that showed Michael Jackson Neverland. He bought it on Paul McCartney's Say So. Of, of he, he showed it to him. And if, there's a video called Say Say Say. They did a song together. And that's actually shot at Neverland Ranch before Michael Jackson bought it. And I believe they were trying to use that branch to traffic kids. But Michael Jackson was not involved. He was a mind control victim of all of these people for years. I genuinely believe that. And then he, in the late 90s, he turned his back on them. And then what happened in 1991? Straight on the show with Oprah. They wanted to show how weird Michael Jackson was, how weird that place was. Straight after that, what was the accusations? So it turned out Geordie Charlu made the accusations. He's done a runner. He doesn't even talk to his dad. His dad actually was... Um, the dentist to the stars. He was a dentist to the, a lot of these Hollywood people. He actually was rumoured that he was actually on Epstein Island as well. He ended up killing himself in 2009 Jeez. as well. Geordie Charlie has been saying to people apparently in private that nothing ever happened. And um, the other two, the, the, the weird thing is that they keep popping up. The other one what came in the early 2000s after the Bashir interview, completely ridiculous. They're on camera two weeks before that saying, saying nothing ever happened. They were clearly put in his life as well. 
Um, and that happened just after another big interview, didn't it? And then the other la- two lads that come out, one of them clearly, he said in an interview, he's worried that he might have abused his own child. And he said he worried that he might end up abusing his own child. He, I think that blonde, the blonde lad out of the two has been abused himself massively. I do believe both of those lads have been abused, but not by Michael Jackson. But when that came out, Neverland, even Neverland, it came out at the Sundance Film Festival two years ago. That came out at the same time as the, the, the co-founder of Sundance got convicted of child abuse. And it also came out the very same time that Harvey Weinstein's film came out and completely overshadowed Harvey Weinstein's film at the Sundance Film Festival. Sundance is an occult festival. It's the Sun God Worship Festival. It's dancing at the Sun Gods. It could have been a child abuse. I just don't believe I've tracked it for years. And it just, there's too many things that go on. He's trying to speak out about this stuff. And he was a victim. Could there have been something else going on? Absolutely possible. I wasn't there. I don't know. But there is definitely occult symptoms. And also, Michael Jackson was a Knights of Malta. He was clearly seen with the badge of the Knights of Malta on it. And he talks about a lot of this stuff in his songs. People don't realise that when they, you look at some of his songs, yeah, people don't get it. Like another part of me, listen to the lyrics of that. That's Gnosticism. That is Gnosticism. Man in the Mirror. Great. Man in the Mirror. But he didn't write that. Cedar Garrett wrote that as well. Yeah. But Man in the Mirror was... Yeah, he didn't write that, but also people around him were writing stuff with him. So if you look into They Don't Care About Us, he came out in the end, he was talking about some really, like um, Earth song, obviously, Heal the World. He was really trying to write some good stuff. Maybe he was conflicted in himself. I could oh, always yeah. open to that option. I think so. But look at some of his songs and really listen to the lyrics. Blood on the Dance Floor, the front cover of the Blood on the Dance Floor, the Twin Towers are going down in the background, and he's on dancing on the Masonic flooring, and that was in 1997. Look at the dangerous front cover, full of occultism. It is full of occult symbology. He's got pictures he was writing around the same time as Thriller when that came out. And people have found him after him. He had a vault he used to go and do art. He was an incredible artist, painter. And there are pictures of him as a kid being electrocuted and strapped in chairs. And he was abused. He was satanically abused as a child. There's absolutely no way that I don't believe. And I think Latoya was. I think all the family were. And I think also think Paris Jackson has been as well. Because he was wearing masks and then he was like mm. in the mask on his children. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of listened to uh, Kathy O'Brien, I think it is, from, yeah, yeah. M- from yeah. M- MK Ultra, And she was so, saying how that they made her young child wear a mask when she was in the yep. program. And I kind of straight away thought of Michael Jackson and his kids' blanket, I think. <laughs> I think one of them's called. Yeah, yeah, Prince. But, um, because they're both called Prince. That's oh, why Prince Michael, Blanket. Or, or, yeah, yeah, Prince the Third and Prince. Yeah, yeah right. Um, absolutely. Michael Jackson wore it for years and people thought it was because of his nose. And I think sometimes it might have been, but he definitely wore it. He was definitely a victim of it. And that was part of being gagged from it. Yeah, absolutely. But the kids, when they wore masks, they tended to be eye masks. Yeah, right. And they tended to be like a Spider-Man mask was the whole face and he was dressed as Spider-Man or they were eye masks in the front. You very, you didn't see them, not that I've seen with a, with a bottom face mask. It was a face mask to cover the whole face and, and, and the who they were. He wore a mask over his mouth like everybody's doing now. It was different. It was different. I'm, I, might, I might be a bit biased, but they were eye masks. Yeah, to be like eye like masks. eyes wide shut kind of vibes. Yeah, 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 of course. And it could be something to that. Absolutely, it could be something to that. Um, but yeah, yeah, the whole mask thing and the Kathy O'Brien thing is fascinating. She did talk about that's how what they were told to do as well, kids was to of, wear masks. It dehumanizes you. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's what I was about to say. Do you 
Do you think that a lot of these kind of like tactics that were being used in programs like M- MK Ultra are now almost being like seeded out to the population at large, like being isolated, having to wear mm-hmm. masks, like it, it, it kind of reeks of it to me. It does. Yeah. There's something called Biderman's chart of coercion. I would recommend anyone look into Biderman's chart of coercion, because if you look at back at the last 18 months of this madness and it's utter nonsense, they work down the list of Biderman's chart of coercion. And one of them is self-isolation, um, um, isolating people from others. But yeah, I completely agree. They've, they've tested these things for years, for decades. Yeah. Um, I mean, they probably go back hundreds of years. You see pictures of people with masks on from, from thousands of years ago, and it was an old occult ritual. Again, these things go back. You have to go back to pre-Bible days, and back to Mesopotamia, and back to all the start of where we've got any any understanding of where we've come from to look at how these things are done. They repeat these things. But yeah, I, I agree that they're using occult psychology on people. How can you explain why people are so mad about? Like, I went to the to the supermarket today, and there were so many people masked. They don't even have to wear them now. Not that you have to wear them anyway. You just fuck off from doing it. But but they still wearing them even though they're not told to. It's like Close visors, masks on. Yes, a cult. They've gone mad. They've gone insane. And I, I can see it because I understand all this, this stuff. But most people don't understand anything at all. And that's the hardest thing. They don't understand anything at all. They don't even realise that you, your vote doesn't count. They, they're that lost. They're that utterly, utterly clueless. That what it is like is, to me, it's like wandering around an insane asylum. And it always was. It always was anyway, once you start to look into this stuff. And I think maybe, I don't know about you guys, then you can let, yeah, it'd be good to get your view on this. I always felt that way anyway. When I was a kid, I was very ill. So I couldn't, I, I was born without an esophagus. So I had to, to go inside and what, like when I had to eat at school or at home, I had to be inside. They had to monitor me eating. Wow. So I used to watch people a lot, watch the kids playing, watch people playing. I used to stay indoors and watch people. And um, although that sounds sad, what it did give to me was I was able to just watch madness, like utter insanity. And I've kind of always had that. And it gave me something. It gave me ability. That's why I'm a, probably a filmmaker. Is I just watch people and go, you're insane. It's utterly insane. But now it's not just like that, is it? Because it's just so obvious and overt before yeah yeah you would go that's mad and laugh at it now you're like no you really are scary mad now you are utterly scary mad we've we've both known each other since school and we talked about on the podcast how we actually had these feelings something's not quite right and the world is mad since being a very early age since since we first met met each other it's always a feeling that not be funny it's not had a label it's not good you can't say, oh, I felt this particular way. It's just, yeah. it was there. But we yeah. went to quite a religious school, like a Catholic oh, okay. school. So well, from very cool. early on, we both kind of kicked back against that and just saw mm. that for what it really was. And then yeah. the same with the education system. It's, it, I think even when I was at school, I realised what a load of nonsense we were being taught a lot of the time. And I remember saying to people like, we're never going to use this after we leave school. Why are they teaching us this stuff? I, I was always like an inquisitive person. I think like we both are. Yeah. And, but it's, it's like you said, it's only since the pandemic has sort of kicked in full force that it's got to a point where you're like, okay, this is now reached like level 10 mental. Yeah. And I feel like I now have to, it's not enough just to see it. I have to do something about it. 
and then also try and like wake other people up. Mm. I guess that's how I'd like to conclude this with you, really. Like, how do you think, you know, how do we wake enough people up to, to get on board, to bring this to a standstill? And how do we be streetwise enough to not get sucked into some other sort of agenda that comes to replace this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I mean... It's a pretty just you know no, because it's like I don't because I don't know any more than you guys in a sense, <laughs> and I don't want to kind of come across if I know the answer. But for me, and the way I kind of do it is I do it personally, one to one, when someone shows an interest, and you can usually tell whether I usually got someone going, "You're right, a bit hot in that mask," and you'll know where they go from there. So I do it one to one, and then see how far down the rabbit hole they want to go, but not very often, very far, but still. Oh. So do it one to one. But what I also do is I walk around this world going, "Okay, I'm." I start and I've only started to do this last year, and maybe it's a coping mechanism. But I kind of seen this world as a Garden of Eden, and we're lucky to be here. And what happened was we all kind of ate from the tree. And these are analogies, by the way. I don't believe these things happen. Um, and what it, they, we were told not to because what we, the knowledge of good and evil, we would argue over it. And what we would do is start moving the plant pots around in the garden and smashing them up and fucking the garden up instead of enjoying the garden. So now what I try and do is enjoy the garden. And but what I do is find other people who want to enjoy the garden with me and then leave the rest alone because you'll drive yourself insane. You can do one to one here and there and that, but people will go where they want to go and they kind of have a right to, but they also don't have a right to drag you along. So what we're doing now is we're trying to connect with people and build a tribe of people who we can talk to because the world's gone mad, but not everybody's gone mad. And you're finding little lights in a night of, of people who haven't gone mad. So I wouldn't kind of, I don't wait for this big awakening of people go, not anymore, of people going, oh, we're waking up and suddenly you'll return the news and this whole thing's over because that made the world looks like it probably is going to go that way just for a while, maybe. But in the meantime, I might not have any more days left on this planet and I'm not going to walk around trying to drag them in and get them to see. I will do individual things here and there, but I would rather spend my time talking to people like yourself or people like David or people like Gareth or people like, like um, some of my, I've got about two or three people that understand this stuff and doing podcasts with this because you know, you're doing your bit, but in the meantime, I'm not going to allow these psychopaths to ruin my life and ruin my day by making yeah, me right. walk around the world feeling like this world's gone to shit because it doesn't have to, if I don't look at it that way, it, it doesn't, these people are going mad, but they're destroying their own health. They're getting their own. Yeah. We might not better do a few things here and there. And I think you try and shrink it down and go, okay, I'm not going to let them ruin my life. That's my protection here is that you ain't getting in here. There's a little part, I think it's in Shawshank Redemption when he's sitting near the wall and the guy goes, there's a little part of me they can't get to. There's a little part of me they can't get to. And that's your protection. They can stick you in a padded cell, but there's still a little part of you they can't get to. They can't make you believe what you don't believe. They can make you do things you don't want to do. But they can't make you believe or see the world in the way they want you to see the world. Not yet. Yeah. Not, not, not yet. yet. Not until if you don't get the vaccines, you'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think on your level, we kind of like don't try and take on the world because you'll drive yourself insane. And again, that's all almost like godlike as well, isn't it? Like the world, I need to get the world to do this. I need to get the world to do that. Actually, there is a part of the garden where your mates can hang around and you you'll be all right. You've got each other. What what other things do you need than each other anyway? What do you really? Do you know what I mean? It, it's what's the point? Because they might change their mind back somewhere and you go, oh, fuck me, I'll go back again and tell them something new. You, you'll drive, you'll, and then you'll be 80 and you'll go, oh, I don't really know what I did there. I tried, tried to fit everybody in this, this worldview. People have gone mad, but they don't think they're mad. And you can try and like tell a few people here and there, but, but also you've got, 
I think what, one thing with me is I understand that the, the, these psychopaths have got idiots to do their job. And you think there's only 18 months they've done this and it's complete clusterfuck. They haven't done a good job of it. They haven't. And they've only they've got they've had hundreds of years to put this together. <laughs> they're making a balls up of it, if I'm honest. They've made a massive balls up of it. I mean, we're talking about it now. I mean, they can't have it that under wraps. I mean, really. Exactly. Go so on. hold your line. I just I think my, what I'm trying to say is don't stress yourself out trying to save the world and forget to enjoy your days because it's actually all right. You're not going to put the mask on. You're not going to get it. You can laugh at these people. Thank God we don't live in Australia or New Zealand right now. Um, and I don't think we will do in this country because we're too much back off. That ain't happening. We're not. We're not as. It will be like interesting. Yeah, yeah. It'll be really interesting. I, I, I think that's definitely the direction they would want to take things in. But I, I feel like I've got more faith in the British people and the fact that we've seen it happening in yeah. places like Australia already. It kind of gives us a different perspective on it because we think, oh, well, I don't want it to go down that road. Look, look yeah, like a virus. Think of it as a virus. It's more prominent in the place they do it first in. But the more they do it, the weaker the virus gets. Yeah. So the more they try this in different countries, the weaker, the harder job they're going to have of doing it because the other place is going to be further down the line and people are going to know what's coming. So they have to, they, this is, does play itself out. Evil always does. It does fade itself out. It wears itself out. It's because that's what I do believe in good versus evil. And good is so much stronger than evil yeah. in people. That's what a virus does eventually, doesn't it? As it yeah. mutates, it goes to each host and it actually gets weaker. The weaker, virus, yeah. as it gets, until it gets the last host, when the host mm. has now built up an immunity to the virus. Exactly. Yep. And that's what this will do. We'll build an immunity to this bullshit and this madness mm. eventually. But it was this was like a really, I mean, this is probably the best analogy. The only virus that existed was in our heads. I think we all know that, really. There I'm probably not. was a bit of a cold. But this is like, think of it like that. It was very, very permanent and strong. But look what they were trying to get us to do 18 months ago. They wouldn't get away with it again because it's playing itself out and it will, it will die off. But in the meantime, it's fucking ridiculous. It's so stupid. You can't I, laugh at it, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just wonder if the people that have, have got these jabs and will continue getting them will end up being changed to a point where they like there's no going back for them. That. It's a good top. It's a good point to bring up. I, I, all I, it may be a phys- physically. I still believe in the human spirit that can overcome all of that. I, I do believe the human spirit once it understands it and sees it. Like like again, once you shine light on it, I think you can see it. And I do think they'll go. Oh my god, I've done this to myself. They might not want to face it for a while, but I think the body is not the same as the spirit. The mind's yeah, not okay. the same as the spirit. I, I genuinely think they're two different. And that's the, the the body, mind, and spirit triad thing. And I I, I do think that the spirit will will and you think will push through something. even them these people. Yeah, I mean physically they might be fucked, but they might be. Um, but I do think the spirit will kick through. And I just think anything like this, you've got to believe in hum- humanity. I, I and I think you guys do. I think we get it. Yeah, there's a lot of talking about this stuff. Life. It's very dark, and but there's a lot of hope in these things and a lot of humor in it which is human oh yeah and i i just think that it's not as bad it's bad in some places but a few pockets that could turn it around in the night they could turn these things around in the night they, they really could and if they want to if they really want to yeah you're gonna have a clash between the unvaccinated and the vaccinated but everybody's so pc and polite now that all they're gonna do is have a go at you Oh, you're horrible you're killing my man <laughs> whatever i don't care what you say you can say what you want what they've done is they've 
with the virus as it's built in, it builds in its own negative. So everything like negative has its built in kill switch. So what they've done is they made everybody so woke and afraid of offending each other that all they'll do is offend you a bit. All right. Say something. Oh, you're, you're an anti-vaxxer. Oh, don't give a shit what you say. Yeah. Oh, well, but you should be, I don't care what you should be. And that's it. They're not, it's not like the old days where they're going to come and like drag you out of your house and spear you. And they've rubbed that out of people. So in doing so, they're foot soldiers and a bunch of muppets. Didn't they? They're, they're a bunch of weaklings that really wouldn't do anything to you other than call you a name. So, okay, you call me what you want. I don't care. I don't, I genuinely, whatever. Whatever. You're a fascist or you're killing my nan or you're, you're anti vaxxer or you're, you're a conspiracy theorist. All right. I guess the danger is kind of what they would agree with, though. Like, let's say, for example, the government said, right, everyone, millions have died. It's all the fault of the unvaccinated. We've got to round them up and put them into FEMA camps. And this population. Hmm of woke people, okay, they wouldn't do anything themselves, but they may, they might support that and say, yeah, you, yeah. you round them up. I yeah. get that. But wouldn't you be, okay, we'll put it this way. Aren't you as happy as the company you keep? Would you rather be in a technology with those, those dipshits or in a FEMA camp yeah. together? In, 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 a, in a way, if we all ended up in a room in two years' time, I'd be like, hey, yeah, see you at the camp. Hello. Yeah. How much bread you got? A little bit. Oh, I'm a bit hungry. All right, you have some. Yeah. What fucking idiots yeah. out there? They're all plugged into a computer. Does it really matter? I mean, at least do you know what I mean? I would rather be in a room with you lot. I'd rather be in a room with the people that think this way. So just, all right, build us a little well yeah. for ourselves then. All yeah. right. We'd have better stories than other the ones we would find up on our smartphones. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We would be sitting around, we'll just have to start again. But I would rather, it's the company you keep. I would rather be, that's why the hell never made any sense to me. You're all going to hell. Well, I would rather be with with my wife and my, my family in hell than with you dipshits in heaven. That'd be hell to me. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's just ridiculous. I would rather be with you guys and people that think this way. So wherever you put us all together, oh, we're all right with that then. Yeah. Cause we want to be away from you anyway. Again, it has a fail safe in it. And that's why yeah. you kind of look at life. It's like, yeah, it's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. You want to put us all over there. All right. You want to put me over there. All right. They're over there. I want to go over there anyway. Yeah. It's just, it's just mad. And I think comedy and common sense can cut for all of this. Common sense, like we all have that yeah. common sense of when something's mad. That's the thing that's probably getting deleted out of these people is common sense. They, yeah, they've I got no common sense. Common they, sense, critical yeah. thinking. And or they're ignoring logic. it. Yeah, logic or Watiko. Some people call it Watiko. It's a mind virus where they can't see it. Most of them, I would say 99% of them can see it and don't want to look because it's we, terrifying. We, we coined they don't own, know the context. I think we coined our own phrase. It's called being Darren Brown. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what yeah. they've been. They're all Darren Brown or Yuri Gellard. We were actually using Darren Brown before we found out what Wetiko was. was. We, all right. We, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have a word for it. And then we were like, oh, brilliant. Yeah, Wetiko. That's kind of bad. I'd stick with Darren Brown. It's, it's, it works better. Yeah. Well, Paul yeah. Levy's good. I've interviewed Paul Levy and he's great. David talks about it, but Paul Levy's wrote a great book about Wetiko and mind virus and mind blindness, basically, and why they can't see it. And these people, Genuinely can't see it, but that's because they don't have the context. So if I read you a paragraph out in the middle of a book, say you've got a 5,000 word book and I read you a paragraph, they're not going to understand what the fuck the paragraph means. And it's certainly going to understand what, where, it, where it fits into the narrative. So if they don't understand all the research that us that I do, they don't understand why they're wearing a mask. They don't understand how it fits into the big picture. They don't understand the narrative. You need to have the narrative. And I'm not saying I do, I'm learning. I mean, I've only just learned about, a lot of this religious stuff and a lot about the Gnosticisms and a lot about 
yeah, the 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 pre-Bible stuff. I'm learning all that now because I've yeah. kind of got to where I need to with it. Why I'm happy with the the conspiracy stuff. Now I want to go. Okay, why do they believe what they believe? Where does that come from? So do you want to spend your rest of your life trying to answer these questions and fretting about it, or going, I'm just going to enjoy this madness as best I can because I might not be here tomorrow, and yeah. then I'm going to try and research some more. I get up every day and I I go on and I read a new book and I research loads of stuff and I enjoy learning it. And I think that's the point is that we're not going to answer these big questions that we're all arguing over. And these cult, this cult that's doing this to us, they want to control, they want these answers that they'll never get. That's why they want to, they want to know God. They won't know God or whatever you want to call it, the creator. They want to know these big questions. What we're doing here? Why are we here? Where are we going? How do we get here? What we're supposed to do here? Because they're terrified of being yeah. here. Yeah. Rather than just enjoying being just being here. Being. Yeah. yeah, just being here. I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. I have no idea to, more today than I do I did on the day I was born. I know a lot of stuff. I have no idea if any of it's true. I, I, <laughs> and I never will. That's the soundbite for the... Yeah. <laughs> for, for the <laughs> I don't, and if I told you I did, I'd be lying. <laughs> I'd be lying. We can uh, we can end it there. I won't I won't keep you for much. Uh, no, I've, I've really enjoyed it, mate. I've, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, I've got to say thanks for having. I mean, having you. Yeah, great. I mean, we'd love to do <laughs> another interview at some point. We can talk more about Watiko and transhumanism. And it, it's not like that. We haven't got a, a shortage of mad happenings that are, are pretty constant at the moment. Anytime, mate, and anytime you want to come and glitch in the code and chat with us, we just need to have this dialogue and catch up and and. Bill help you love each that. other's yeah. show, have yeah. you both on glitching the code and just chat while you do your show and and then we'll help build your audience and we'll just chat and, and discuss these things because you always feel better after these chats. I always want to do. But that's human. That's being human, isn't it? That's yeah, that's a big digital hug. This is like yeah. oh you'll go to bed tonight and you think, Oh, I'm not alone in the world. Oh, it's not as mad. Yeah. You know, I'd I'd appreciate you guys having me. Um, I don't get to speak to like do the other side often. So it's really, really nice to kind of like and it reminds me of the what I know, like what I've looked into because I read it, but I don't often get to talk about it. And that's when you kind of remember mm. what you actually know. So it's yeah. been great. And thank you for asking me. All right. Brilliant. Always. No Speak soon. Thanks, Richard. Cheers. Cheers, mate. I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Schism. We've got plenty more episodes on the way. In the meantime, follow us on our Instagram at schism.tv and keep watching the skies. Mm-hmm.